The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. And I'm Amador Salazar. What's your guys' nickname? (laughs) Rad Trad. (laughs) The Rad Trad Dad. I have children. I have 13 children from... Oh, that's trad as hell. Yeah, that's definitely radical traditionalism for sure. From one woman who's Bugs Bunny in a dress. My wife is Bugs Bunny in a dress. Okay, okay, fine. But does does she have boobies? Does she have boobies? Yeah. Yeah, she's big honking boobies. Okay. <laughs> Debate settled. 2021 closed. Let's go to the next year. Yeah, and um it's weird cuz my kids are like uh you know in the Muppets Christmas Carol how uh Kermit and Miss Piggy half their kids are pigs and half of them are frogs instead of being like mixed like half frogs half pigs. That's how my kids are. Half sure. of them half of them are human and half of them are rabbits. Wait. So, yeah. Rabbits? Six? Yeah, my wife's Bugs Bunny in a dress. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So half of, six of them are Wait. humans, six of them are rabbits, and then one of them is like a centaur where it has a Bugs Bunny top and my <laughs> legs. <laughs> there you go. We keep that one in the attic. I don't know. You should let that one out um, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a professional uh, something one day. Who knows what it will be? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Did you see how I skirted everything yeah. and said nothing? That sounds. <laughs> that's politics, baby. That's kind of like the. Um, that's kind of like the. Like, <laughs> that's kind of like the pro life people's argument. It's like, why would you kill that baby? It's gonna be a professional something one day, and you're like, fair enough. It's gonna do something <laughs> professionally. Okay, I guess we'll just have this kid I can't afford. Thank you. Goodbye. You <laughs> uh, jumped in there so fast with that riff. That 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 it's gonna do something someday. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong what you said. It's just like I it's, mean, yeah, I know. it's it's, yeah, it's I know. jarring how vague it is. Yeah, it's gonna it's... professionally do something. Like the professional part is what's the most jarring about it. You're, <laughs> you're like, it's professionally gonna do something one day. And it's like, all right, it's fine. It like. I, I bestowed that it will. It, something will good will happen. So it's fine. Yeah. You're welcome. 
That's said, your kid. Well, the, That's Repu- your kid. the Republicans are trying to stop me from marrying my uh, rabbit in a dress wife. <laughs> they're saying she's quote unquote not real and I'm like prove it Look, and every time I go to court people can't see her it's like that play Harvey about you know that guy who has an invisible friend that is uh, Steve Harvey <laughs> <laughs> Kenny I have a question for you yeah how are you dealing with uh, Mike Krzyzewski, uh retiring Who? <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> oh, the guy from Monsters Inc. <laughs> Mike Shazeski. <laughs> one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, the one-eyed Billy Crystal <laughs> from uh, Monsters Inc. Billy Crystal, who one time at Half Price Books, I saw an album where it was like Billy Crystal does his best impressions on the cover. It was him like in blackface with Sammy Davis Jr. Oh god, and I was. <laughs> I know what was jarring about that is like, why would you put that on an album? You can just like an album's like a yeah. What's weird is he's never done a Sammy Davis Jr. impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's just his cover. That's the cover he chose. Well, um, I bought the record. And it's just him going, "I'm Sammy Davis Jr." <laughs> oh. oh, that's my so, Bernie Sanders impression. <laughs> pretty good. Is that yours? That's Crowder's. You stole it from Steve Crowder. I did steal it from Steve Crowder. It's not stealing I, if you do it funnier than them. I've heard that at an open mic by a guy who did a Chris Rock <laughs> joke on stage. <laughs> hey, you stole I mean, that joke from Chris Rock, and he was like, it's not stealing if you do it better. And I'm like, okay, cool. You you did a joke. You did Chris Rock's joke better than Chris Rock. Congratulations, I guess. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no integrity in a den of thieves. It's fine. That's what... That's what com- comedy is now. Den of Thieves is just a, pirates. Den of Thieves is a cool movie. Have you seen it? it has Fifty Cent and Gerard Butler in it? Ice Cube Jr. Oh, that's, that's too much muscle on one screen. Yeah, it, it's like Heat, but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Heat, we have some uh, hot news stories for you today. We're gonna cover up front. Man, I'm gonna go to transition. Transitions. That's what my rabbit in a dress wife is going to do once we raise three dollars. She's a spade. She's not real. (laughs) Look, I'm this whole time I've been trying to pretend she's real, but I'm ready to come to terms with she's my Tyler. I gotta say. Well, Bugs Bunny in the dress is I just And now you're backtracking. I just started thinking about the movie Fight Club, and I was like, oh, Bugs Bunny in a dress is my Tyler Durden. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably from all those times I got hit in the head with a baseball bat. That's why the psychosis took place. But anyway, here's some news for you. (laughs) What rhymes with news? That's a body part. A a body part? Yeah, here's some news for your... (laughs) Mm, okay. We'll workshop that one. We'll edit in my response later in post. <laughs> All right, so what's going on in the news? Uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is a <laughs> Ku Klux Klan princess. What's the deal with yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a there's a Twitter thread going around uh, with 
with newspaper clippings of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt at a <laughs> ball that is some supposedly connected to the KKK. I don't but know enough it, about it's that. A com- it's a completely normal beauty pageant that's hosted by a group called the Veiled Prophet. There's nothing suspicious. Oh, the Veiled Prophet? <laughs> the Veiled Prophet, that Batman villain? Also, like, wh- why would you participate in that? Like, is that a normal name for like, someone to sponsor, like, a beauty contest? The Veiled Prophet? Like, so what? It's a, it's a, I looked it up a little bit. It's an organization that was founded in the 1800s. It's not technically part of the Ku Klux Klan, but right. they 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 don't like minorities and they don't like Jews and those anyone that was not white was banned from being a part of it until I think like the seventies. But it has a very racist history. Sure. Like And I, I don't know if that means like she is like I hate these people, but definitely her like Super rich, super influential family <laughs> is racist as fuck. Yeah, they're also like <laughs> they're also like super anti-union. They are. Yeah, her great great grandfather like, was like a railroad magnate, so that's not. A oh good yeah, story. yeah, <laughs> did not like definitely did not like unions. Uh, <laughs> her her ancestors were bosses. Like <laughs> no, damn. Well, I guess I could never watch that TV show. I never watched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta boycott that. Hey, guess I gotta like not Netflix watch the. To make a statement. <laughs> guess like, what guess would that like... be like? Oh, Netflix is just gonna be like. No, Netflix can do anything. They still have House of Cards yeah. up, and the star of that like fucked a bunch of boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Kevin Spacey, isn't he like starring in a new role as a pedophile? No, he's starring as a pedophile <laughs> hunter. Yeah, he he's he hunts the pedophiles. Yeah, so it's like if they cast Mel Gibson in Inglorious Bastards as like one of the bastards, right? It's like, like what is this anti-Semite doing playing a Jewish American going to Germany to? Yeah, doesn't make sense. Is this gonna be a movie or like a, a series? It's like a movie from some like Italian director. Okay. So I saw one take that was like, to be fair, maybe just director doesn't know, and it's like. Everyone knows. Didn't Kevin Spacey, like, kill a guy? There was, like, a guy who was going to, like, testify against him, and he quote-unquote fell down, like, in an elevator shaft or something. So, man, that's cool that Kevin Spacey's doing that again, though. I mean, somebody has to do that. And, you know, apparently, you know, Kevin Spacey, he's just a face, and he's an actor, so he needs a job. Yeah. So now he's doing this. Look, part of cool. acting is transforming yourself from a pedophile to the anti-pedophile. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, this is a very hard role for him, <laughs> right? Cause, yeah, because his, con- his urge is to constantly going to be like, nothing wrong is happening here. But he's going to have to like say that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Those, those dudes that do that, though, like, have you seen those videos of the people who, like do... Like set up sting operations. Yeah, those people are freaks in their own oh, right. Absolutely. Like they they sit online and like pretend to be a thirteen year old girl and are like, "Come talk to me. I'm naked." Like what? The, like they're <laughs> well, freaks. my favorite they're part. My favorite part of those videos is when they like meet up with the guy and they're like, "Yeah, did you send uh what's a Cindy Lou Who this message?" And it's something like, "I want to suck your toes while I jerk off." And the guy's like, "No." And they're like, "I know you did because it was me you sent this to." And it's like. 
Wait, so that's part of your like you fully sexted with this like adult man? Yeah, it's like <laughs> how long yeah. were you? How long did it get to that point? Like, that, that took a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like you know right away if like you know this guy was being creepy to. Yeah. It seems like you'd say well, something creepy way before it got to like the part where you're like sexting, <laughs> like full on sexting with the guy, and then meeting him at a Kroger's and being like. Hey, is this you, fucko? And he's like, it's always like in weird places like that. It's always like in like a Kroger's or like a Seven Eleven or some some fucking weird place where they meet the guy, and then the pedophile hunters all in camo and wearing an Under Armour like The Rock in Fast and the Furious Six. Is that is that what Kevin Spacey's doing? Yeah. So to be fair, yeah, Kevin he's Spacey playing The Rock. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say, to be fair, Kevin Spacey could probably be like the sexy, uh, not sexy, a creepy like sexting weirdo. Right? You heard it here, Kenny thinks Kevin Spacey oh, no! can be sexy. Kenny loves when he breaks the fourth wall and he's just like, mm, "Yeah, so I did have to have to kill that dog or whatever." He's like, <laughs> "What are you talking that's, that's about?" All about the cards. He's like murdering dogs and then he. Oh like, yeah, he does kill a dog in that. Yeah, yeah. There's, that's. In that show, that's how they establish who a bad guy is. Like, if someone's yeah. evil, they, like, kill an animal. It's, like, a fucked up show. Yeah. It's, like, it really tries to br- deliver home the idea that all politicians are, like, really, really, really terrible people. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I don't think I finished it. <laughs> I think it was, like, this show is boring. I, yeah, I don't know if they did or not. I I know they had to change it obviously because of you know kevin spacey being a fucking like creep um and i think they switched it over to robin wright's character being like the main person but um yeah i haven't seen that show so well maybe they can reboot kimmy schmidt with what's her name ellie kemper playing a not kupa Clambus. Well, like that show, she starts off as like a Mormon wife or something. Yeah, she's like right? a victim of like uh, she gets kidnapped by like John Hamm or something. Yeah. So I don't know. Things are a little bit full circle. I feel like a little bit. Huh? Yeah, she was part of like the creepy cult growing up, and then she plays a part of okay. somebody who's part of a cult. And what? Kevin Spacey is a pedophile who then plays a pedophile hunter. Look, the most upsetting See, part what about is the this... harder role. <laughs> The most upsetting part about all this is I can never watch The Office again, a show I never thought was funny or good. I can never <laughs> I can never watch that boring show that boring people like again. It's ruined for me because of this racist lady. <laughs> I can never be bored by that show again. Those ugly people on that boring show, I can never be <laughs> bored by them again. And it's heartbreaking. Uh, been some less heartbreaking uh, celebrity <laughs> news. Oh, were you going to say something? Yeah, she doesn't come in for like a later season, so like you're clear to watch the early seasons just fine. Eh, I think I'll pass still. Anyway, speaking of less uh, yucky celebrity news, uh, John Hinckley, who tried to murder Ronald Reagan... He has a. Uh, if you guys, I sent you that link. Did you listen to like his song? He sings like folk music now. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't. Uh, I didn't listen to it, but I saw a tweet that someone said that they owned his original like Bright Eyes, Bright Eyes album, album that he traded in. Uh, How do you? Yeah. I mean, I think that person had to work at the bookstore because they're not like selling yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. being like, "This is John Hinckley's Bright Eyes CD." <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. the The person worked at the, you know, half mm-hmm. price or whatever that he would exchange CDs for. Is it's not good music listening to it, and if full disclosure, I sent him a message on YouTube. I don't know if he runs his YouTube, but I w- come on the show. Uh, but it's like he's like a weird like Daniel Johnson like Brian Wilson guy. He just sings like weird like folk songs about love. And I'm glad he's doing good. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe he's too good at music. Yeah, he's like a reverse Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Charles Manson's music is actually not bad. He's just Charles Manson and a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but someone will play like Charles Manson music and they'll be like, "Hey, you like you like yeah, this?" Yeah, our fucking like, our fucking yeah. friend Larry Garza did, did that to me once when we were like on a road trip. <laughs> we were like on a road trip to a gig somewhere, and he was like, "You like this music?" And I was like, "It's pretty cool." And he was like, "It's Charles Manson." All right, <laughs> it's still good. I don't. <laughs> He's cool. I like Charles Manson, except for the racism part. It's a huge part of his thing. Yeah. I, so I, I guess I don't like Charles Manson. He had a swastika on his forehead. I yeah. <laughs> Ever seen the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where they reimagine it? Spooky stuff that movie. Spooky wild yeah. stuff. Look, if we can reimagine uh, our communities, we can reimagine reality. Well, in a if movie. you if you think about it, that new Kevin Spacey movie is kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's just reimagining. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Spacey is not a pedophile. Let's see. Do we have any actionable <laughs> news to cover? <laughs> That's the movie that we've all been waiting for. That's the last Tarantino movie. It's like, what if Kevin Spacey wasn't a pedophile? All right. He says the N-word in it a bunch. And, <laughs> I guess. Again, it's, a, it's a Tarantino film. This is what you do now, right? <laughs> this is. Oh, I didn't want to try. I didn't want to talk a little bit about um. All the like efforts to ban um trans athletes again that are happening. Which uh I don't know. Seems to constantly come up and uh I think Texas yeah. didn't they like nix it kind of the bill? Yeah, I think so. But it was I think it was something that uh yeah, they were certainly pushing for there was certainly an effort for that. Yeah. I think Florida passed it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a lot of states that are passing anti-trans bills and stuff. The, the thing, what's the the weirdest thing about like the trans, the, especially like in sports bills, is like all these like right wing outlets like fucking Daily Wire and Live Wire and Lime Wire, all the wires, all the famous right wing wires, have <laughs> like the same guest on. That's just some like high school girl who's like weeping, going like the person who beat me in a race was a man and they were the 7,000th best runner in the state. And then they, and you know, they got a gender reassignment and then they beat me in a race. It's like not fair. And it's like, isn't your whole thing like it's just like 
there should be no like I'm trying to find the right way to phrase it. There should be no like participation trophies. And it's like if you can't beat the no offense, if this person's the seven thousandth like best racer in like the men's division, what's that say about you? Right. You know what I mean? It's just very much like yeah. I don't know, maybe take oh. accountability. You suck shit at running. Instead of like crying because yeah, and there's a reason that there's only ever one guest, the same guest on all these shows. Because yeah. it's not a problem. It's not even, like, an issue. At all. Yeah, was, I mean... Like, what's that Joe Rogan where he's talking about that UFC? I forget their name, but there was a transgender fighter at the UFC that shattered this woman, like, or broke her jaw. And they were like, oh, can you believe it? And then it was like, yeah, but then if you look at the fighting record of that trans athlete, like... She goes on to lose against other women, so it's not like that person just had a weak jaw. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, that shit's so ridiculous because, I mean, it's a fighting sport, so presumably bones will be broken, jaws, glass jaws will shatter. Like, these are the things that happen in a fight. Like, I know that, that this is kind of like a, you know, a tangent from the original topic, but, uh, yeah, it, it's fucking silly. Well, and you could also fix this issue or this fake issue that they have where it's like, oh, this person who transitioned has, like, a biological advantage over me because they're a man, technically, or fucking whatever weird shit they say. It's like, you could fix this by letting people transition, you know, when they're younger, like, pre-puberty. And they're like, no, you can't do that. It's like, you just, you don't get to do... You don't get to do anything but what we want, and can't beat the. You're not allowed to beat this fucking loser in track. This piece of shit loser who sucks at running. You're not allowed to beat her. It's. I think it's really they don't give a fuck. It's like a one pigeonhole issue where they think they can win over like the Joe Rogan audience. That would like typically be like, oh, somebody's trans. I don't give a fuck. But this is like the one issue that they're like, well, yeah, I don't think that a man that transitioned to a woman should be able to compete in women's sports. And then from there, they're just going to branch out to be like, well, so you don't think that trans women are women, and also, so they shouldn't have the right to use the bathrooms that they want, or they shouldn't have yeah. the same rights as that. So. Yeah, sports is like an easy jumping-off point. <laughs> yeah, because there's, like, this perceived advantage, right? Mm -hmm. But I honestly don't think that, like, some of these... I know that that argument is particularly pervasive with, like, Joe Rogan and, like, his crowd. I wonder if that is something that uh, translates over to, like, more extremist views, uh, like, against trans people. Like, I, I feel like, like some of the Republican lawmakers, I don't think they have that much of a sophisticated, like, argument. Like, that's, that's kind of, so the Joe Rogan argument is, like, a thing that can, like, you know, sort of blanket over and just be like, no, I'm, I'm actually talking about sport, right? Like, I'm not right. talking about banning people and like well, not allowing people to live their lives to the fullest. I'm talking about fairness in sport. You know, just well, like sports are made up. Like, right. there's no. Well, and you're absolutely right because that's what a lot of people do with like race thing, too. Like, in because in the NBA, the two players that you know, there's been a lot of like fans assaulting players and in the players that it is are Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving who are very outspoken 
you know, very passionate. They happen to be black. Like, no one's throwing cups at Luka, Don- <laughs> Luka Doncic. You know what I mean? No one's throwing anything at, like, Jokic. Yeah. And they're beating their opponent in the same way. And it's just like, but then they go, but then the excuse is like, oh, this person, I don't know, I don't like this person's attitude. No, you're just using like sports as like a thinly veiled like thing to prove your racism. Yeah, yeah, and it could even be like as innocuous innocuous as like having implicit like prejudices towards like black people. So like a fan might be looking at Kyrie and Kyrie might be like pumped into the game, so he's like being like, you know, emotional or you know right. like making wild gestures or something and he's like oh yeah that's that guy sucks because he's acting like in a way that i think is yeah. you know uncouth or whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it becomes this weird respectability play for these losers who have no fucking ability you can't dunk you can't pass the ball like you can't rebound you can't do shit you're on the fucking sidelines for a reason, you idiot. Well, it's the Quit same throwing thing. stuff at the players. That's fucked up. Again, like another thing in sports, it's that like the tennis player. What's her name? Naomi uh, Osaka. Oh, yeah. Osaka. Who was like, I'm not doing press because like I'm depressed and like I don't want to do it. And people were like, Well, you signed the you. you it's part of your contract. You have to do press. Then if you're not gonna be a, if you're, if you're not gonna take the job seriously, then you should be banned. And it's like she's the best tennis player in the world. Like, yeah. right now. And you're, like, and you're doing some arbitrary... Who gives a shit? Like, you don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so you can do, like, those fucking super enlightening press conferences after. Dude, have you seen that video of her? Were you playing tennis? How did it feel when you were playing tennis? Uh, it felt Dude. like tennis. I don't know. I saw some video <laughs> on, like, Twitter where someone posted it and was like, well, this is why, like, press shouldn't be mandatory. Because after she lost... I don't, it's one of the opens. She, like, lost in one of the opens, and she's at the, like, podium. She's, like, 22 years old, and she was, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, really depressed and sad right now. I think I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like saying anything. And then the reporter's, like, oh, um, do you think you lost because you're not good at playing on clay? And it's, like, you people don't give a shit. Like, she's, like, up there on stage being, like, i depressed and sad right now. And they're, like. Okay, well, how's it different playing on clay than grass? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so insane too because you know I I feel like so athletes are in a special special situation where they're always on TV. There's always a camera on them, and for normies, they look at that and they're like, "You have nothing to complain about," and it's like, no, like workers' rights are workers' rights like no matter like where they're at and you know a a worker uh you know is feeling like hey i don't want to talk to the press like i have you know social anxiety whatever the situation is like you should be able to like say hey workplace conditions right now not good i don't want to do this it sh- yeah. should not be fucking controversial well, it is very but, weird for all, like, the shut-up-and-play people to be, like... Yeah. Because those are the people mad about, like, her not doing press. It's all, like, Candace Owens and all these, like, freaks who were, like, no, you should... uh, You should do the press because, actually, it's, like, in your contract. And that's, like, breaking the contract. And it's, like, 
Dude, anytime like LeBron James says something, you tell him to shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. What do you What do you want him to do? Do you like that fixes everything? If she's just like, I'm not going to talk to the media. I'm just going to play tennis, and they don't have to hear, you know, any of my political views. <laughs> they don't have to hear about like you know any of these causes I'm championing. But they're like, no, it's in your contract to be bothered by Bill Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking weird. You mean Jabal Abdul yeah. Simmons. Can you know who Bill Simmons is? Uh, I only know him from that podcast that Hillary listens to, House of Carbs. Oh. So I know him as Joe House's <laughs> friend. That's how I know Bill Simmons. No, that's perfect, actually. Okay, that's so um, I'm, you have to tell Kenny that story about his like weird <laughs> black yeah. thing. So... Uh, Bill Simmons, uh, he's a white Boston, like, ginger used guy. Used to be, yeah, he used to be a sports reporter. He was the the real sports guy or some shit like that. Um, and that was a famous blog in the two thousands. But this guy, he was up, he was like was the big... first. Sorry, he was like the first guy to like make. We're experiencing technological differences. He's not. He's more than just Joe House's friend. Yeah, no, he's not. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, he really isn't. But he has money, so he. It feels like he has legitimacy, but he doesn't. Um. This guy, he used to be like a Boston sports writer. Um. But and he was a big Boston Celtics fan. And he used to go to a lot of Boston Celtics games. And apparently, when he was little, he thought he was black. Like, he just thought he was black. Like, he would look in the mirror and, I guess, was like, that's not me. I'm black. Um, and uh, he uh, gave himself a Muslim name because he thought that... He thought that it made him like career. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah, so he gave himself a Muslim name, like... You know, I guess, you know, he saw Kareem, you know, naming himself Kareem okay. Abdul-Jabbar. I, I hope by little you mean, like, mid-late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> no. Younger, yeah, I it was think. in his mid, it was in his mid-40s he did this. <laughs> <laughs> he had already had his first kid, and he's like, nope, still black. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so he, uh... Changed his name and he went by Jabal Abdul Simmons, uh, for a while, and um, it's just a weird story to to hype up in one of your books. But I guess you know that's a good thing to include. I would keep it to myself, honestly. Like if that was my upbringing and I thought I like you know, that's oh. an insane thing to yeah. Like, I'm sure everybody's done, like, embarrassing shit when they were a kid. No, not me. Not me. I've never done anything <laughs> embarrassing. I had cornrows when I was 10, but that's because that was what cool kids did. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sounds like you had Bill Simmons disease. Nope. It was just a cool, <laughs> it was just a cool hairstyle to have, and no one told me not to do it, so that's kind of on everyone else besides me. Like yeah, every no, every I... every adult in my life let me do that. So if you think about it, it's We're... kind of child abuse by my mom, who should be in jail. 
My mom. Gross. Kevin Spacey, the office lady. <laughs> lock him up. <laughs> Sorry, uh, my dog knocked my headphones out. He wanted to yeah. show me. He wanted to show me a. Uh, Went to show me a chunk of a rawhide bone that he got, and he just <laughs> <laughs> was like, "I know, I bought it for you, dude. It just, it's cool. Thank you." But yeah. yeah, it happens. So Bill Simmons, he's good and normal. Bill Simmons is like one of the first people uh, that was like, "Kyrie's crazy," <laughs> when he was like yeah. going like, and really speaking about social that. justice thing. He was like, "Kyrie's crazy for talking about BLM and." Yeah, I, which is insane to me because if you're the Boston sports guy, you should probably know that uh, Bill Russell won you, I don't know, 11 championships, and he well, uh, was a big champion of racial justice. So well, he it's should, kind of not only as a Boston fan, but as a black male, he should know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> as, a famous, <laughs> as a famous black sports writer. <laughs> Oh, oh uh, Tucker Tucker Carlson went crazy again. He uh, <laughs> he said that um, like the mask, like vaccines are the new medical Jim Crow. I don't know what that means. Uh, probably something <laughs> not good. No. <laughs> so he's just like doing a different metaphor from the lady that has like you know the Jewish star on his on her shirt. Marjorie Taylor like, Greene is that. Was that her? Is that <laughs> MG? Is like that a MG? Lady. Oh shit! Is that MGT? MGMT? The band yeah. MGMT? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> is that management? Is that just what that spells? Yeah, I call that band management now. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird name for that band. Yeah, <laughs> it it really like fucks it up for me, you know, because they are so catchy, and then you're like, ah, but this was this is made by fucking. Bootlickers, fuck this. It could be like an ironic name. Like a weird like, punk band that calls himself like the Hitler Youth that's like super anti-fascist. I don't know if that's a real thing, but it sounds like it's a real thing. Right? Yeah, that sounds like something a punk would do. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Did you punk. guys see the clip of, I think it was you that sent it to us, where Tucker Carlson was like, Segregation is the bad worst <laughs> yeah. thing we've ever done. It's, yeah. he, he, it's literally like a Looney Tunes thing where he's like halfway through the word best and he goes, segregation is the bad worst thing that's ever happened. It's like, <laughs> that's not a mistake. You're, I don't know. I don't think that was like a mistake. I think he wants his audience to know like, like I have to say it's the worst, but yeah, I'm like going to get the first, yeah, I'm going to get the first three letters of, Best out. And then I'm going to say worse. <laughs> wink, wink. He's not like Ron Burgundy. That's <laughs> just like reading shit off a teleprompter. Like, I mean, he is, but also like. Yeah. His writers if, are Nazis too, so. They're not like trying to trick him. Does that? But like, don't like say part best and wrong. <laughs> like, that's clunky writing. I don't think it's good. Yeah. They, they should fix that. <laughs> I mean, choose one, but, like, be straightforward with your audience, I guess. Right, don't be, like, a coward. Commit to your bit if you're going to be, like, a Nazi. Yeah. Just, like, go full like, in with the bit instead of being, like, it's the best, worst, I mean, oh, check, please. 
You just go full in. We know you're a Nazi. And when you're... <laughs> it's weird that everybody's just, like, allowing him to, like, pretend like he's being coy and sly about it. Yeah, because so, he's... Like, he literally on TV going, like, they're replacing us, and by us, I mean the whites. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and people are like, and people are like, how does Tucker get away with this? He's, like, such a smooth talker. It's like, he's not. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like when anybody ever talks about, like, Republicans playing three-dimensional chess. Because a lot of people thought Trump was doing that. It's like, it's like, man, it looks, they're not. It just looks impressive, but it's like way less impressive if you're playing three dimensional chess like against yourself. You know, like, it's not. I don't know. It's not a game. Yeah, I mean, it is to them, uh, I guess. But <laughs> so these before, are lives. <laughs> before we get to our uh, main main subject, I just have this story pulled up. I saw it. Trending. Um, a law student from Stanford. I don't know if you heard this. He wrote for like their satirical magazine, and he made fun of the uh, Federalist Society, and they made like such a big deal that he was like not allowed to graduate, <laughs> like walk at graduation because he made fun of the Federalist Society. Uh, but they, you know, reversed it. Now he's allowed to graduate, which is, you know, cancel culture. Thing. Cancel culture really sucks, you know. <laughs> it, hmm. It's running rampant. Like I'm not allowed to watch Song of the South on Disney Plus anymore. <laughs> but like, if you say something shitty about, like, you know, if you say Israel's doing crimes, which they are, <laughs> or if you right. make fun of like the stupidest, the I dumbass mean, Federal Society, you're not allowed to graduate. <laughs> it's so stupid. These people are fucking pussies, dude. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, the thing is, like, you know, with the Tucker Carlson thing, like, it, 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 he doesn't fool, like, any any of us, right? But I, he does fool plenty of people. And I see that shit at the doors, man. Like, I knock on doors where people are voting one way and they're saying shit out of their mouth that I'm like, holy fuck, you are super racist but you're voting for like a progressive candidate this is weird none of it makes sense or you're like jimmy Dore, and you're like i like tucker carlson he's not aoc ah yeah freak the fuck out yeah aoc's at the bottom of the list as far as i've been jimmy Dore is concerned i've been kind of like working on a bit um that's like because I have family members that are like Fox News people, and they'll throw out weird stats they hear from Tucker Carlson. And I'll be like, what's the source of that? And they'll be like, well, Tucker Carlson said he heard it from a guy. And I'm like, you're like, you're getting news the same way I got my news when I was like 13 years old from like a 20-year-old yeah. who's like, Marilyn Manson suck his own dick. I heard it from a guy. It's like you're just like you're just seeing an authority figure, and you're like, well, he said he heard it from someone, so it must be true. And then you're losing your mind over it <laughs> there's like no like if you ask them like where's this from they go i saw it on uh, facebook a guy said he heard it from someone at a bar and it's like all right like that's why you're not going to wear a mask because some guy heard some guy say a thing and you're like well he seems to he has 1000 followers on twitter he must know what he's talking about that's <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one steal my vaccine. bit. Anyone listening to this, don't steal my bit. 
It's too late. <laughs> Damn. It's stolen. Damn. Well, I guess we're gonna have to delete this podcast then. Um Goodbye forever. Boop. <laughs> That's me deleting the podcast. <laughs> All right. Enough of this fucking malarkey. What are, what what are we talking about today? Kendrick Kendrick Lamar Van Slater? That's your full name, right? The rapper's yeah. named after you, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> Ken- Kendrick Lamar was named after Kenny. Yeah, you know that yeah. guy who's older than Kenny? He was named after Kenny. Nice. That's how it oh, works. Kendrick Lamar. 53 years old. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I think he's like in his 30s. I don't know. He could be lying about his age. That's what Jay-Z did. How Jay Z? Like Jay Z's in his like fifties now, but like when he started rapping, he was like, "Yeah, I'm young like you. Like I'm like 19, but he was like 31 years old." It's cool. It's cool to do. That's what a lot of comics do. So Jay Z, do stand up at Zany. <laughs> <laughs> right. You've I've heard of Zany's, but have you heard of Jay Z's? That's his opening joke. He gets booed off the stage. Uh, Beyonce leaves him because he's so bad at comedy. So that's what she cares about more than anything in the world. Good comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Could have fooled me the way she looks at LeBron at NBA games. Well, but... LeBron's good at comedy. Have you seen the Space Jam 2 trailer? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a cartoon? Whoa! I laughed. <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. I haven't stopped <laughs> laughing about it since I saw the trailer. I'm like the Joker. I have like a card when people see me laughing on the bus, and I hand it to them to say, excuse my laughing. I'm thinking about the Space Jam 2 trailer. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about, Kenny? Uh, t- Today we are talking about water, and more Ooh. specifically, uh, recent events, as uh, recent as like, December 2020, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. What the uh, fuck is that? It's a, I don't fucking know what it is. It's like a weird. <laughs> it's it's that Saturday Night Live sketch with the Bulls guys, but they're talking, they're trading stocks. Oh, gotcha. Cool. I understand now. <laughs> it's like one of those, I think it's a. It's a company because you know, like the Nasdaq is something that somebody bought. I don't understand stocks very well. Me, but, Nasdaq, uh, that rapper, Nasdaq Jones, <laughs> uh, Illmatic. Sorry, but yeah, it's so December <laughs> 2020, <laughs> uh, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange opened for the first time. It allowed people to start trading in water futures. Um, tight. The future with water, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not. Oh, it's so like the, yeah, it's the opposite of what Amador's saying, right? Yeah, water absolutely. Yeah. Bad, very bad. Absolutely. So, so that made me like I had to kind of figure out what the fuck a futures contract was, and so basically, it's something that is done with commodities, and <sighs> so somebody like if there's a manufacturer and like a like a 
the example that I saw over and over again was like a farmer and then like somebody who like grows corn and then somebody who processes corn. They they settle on a contract to sell like so much corn at an agreed upon price, irregardless of market volatility. So whether the price goes up or goes down, the price of that corn stays the same. So in theory, like that's the excuse that a lot of people are using. Like, well, with, you know, water scarcity becoming a thing, water futures are going to allow people to purchase and buy water at a reasonable price that's not subject to uh, market volatility. But in reality, like people buy and sell contracts themselves to make money. Right. It um. And the only reason, too, that the, uh, something like this hasn't existed in the past is because water, specifically, was not something that people thought you could pr make a lot of profit off of. But all of a sudden, oh, because the water market opened in California, and the reason it opened in California is because of insane amount of wildfires and, like, eight years of drought <laughs> yeah. have made water scarce. And they're like, well, it's time to start trading in well, water futures. Well, we live in Mad Max world now. Time to <laughs> profit up of water. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Do you guys have any questions about that? Yeah, wh why is this happening? <laughs> why is any of this happening? I don't like it. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting is that it's like almost a because for the longest time in America, there was definitely like a rejection of any of the effects of global warming. And I think a water's future market opening is very much a recognition that climate change is real. It's destroying our environment. And the market-based solution to that is we should allow speculators to trade and buy water contracts. Yeah, um, sounds <laughs> bad. <laughs> you said the word commodity very early when we started talking about this. and. Right. Water as commodity, like that's not good either. <laughs> what do you think of water as a commodity? That's, that's what that's what Karl Marx writes about, right? Water being a commodity. <laughs> yeah, that's he's like very into it. That was that was a uh, Das Capital book four. He's like, water's a fucking commodity, and then <laughs> like I'm fucking thirsty. And then he got killed uh, by Poseidon. <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> Karl yeah, Marx no, I mean, died. He was killed by Poseidon. That's what it says on his gravestone, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's what I wrote on his gravestone. Spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, there's. Um, this makes me think of you know. Um, so when you mentioned you wanted to do an episode on this, um, uh, I was reminded that um, you know, a way to tie this into current events a little bit, um. um so uh, in Chile uh, right now, uh, they are going to be rewriting uh, their constitution, mm -hmm. um, and their constitution is from uh, the Pinochet area era. So, uh, so it's good, not good. What you're, okay, not good. <laughs> not Pinochet good. was a brutal fucking dictator who uh, was funded by the CIA and uh, not a good person. Um, I think funded, you got funded by the I CIA you... and Pepsi Cola. <laughs> Did, did assassinations for the Pepsi Corporation. That's <laughs> a real yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killed people in their fucking soccer stadium. You know, just really cool things to do if you lead the country. Uh, you know, 
fucked up. And we absolutely are going to do a full episode on that. We already did for our now defunct other podcast, but uh, yeah, it's worth exploring. Yeah, because it's like really fucked up. Like, so yeah, you're talking about that, and I know that South America in particular, and Africa, but I know more about South uh, South America in particular. Water rights are very. conflicted thing right now because there's a, a lot of our major corporations down there like coca-cola and nestle that want to buy up the water rights and reservoirs and aquifers that are natural there yeah and one uh, of i one thing i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt no no, no. go you're going. one interesting thing that i learned about nestle in particular which is like i was getting the water rights and i was like oh the nestle just kept coming the fuck up because it was like we own water <laughs> um <laughs> They, there's this, like, small town in Michigan where they, like, literally pump out, like, millions of gallons of water, like, a week. And they, uh, Vice did this whole thing about it, and and it's, like, all the townspeople are walking around. It's like, yeah, this, like, a couple of years ago, we'd be in, like, chest up to our water. And it, like, zooms <laughs> out and it shows, and it's just, like, a flat <laughs> plain that's completely dry. And, the, oh, and like... Shit. And Vice is, like, doing that weird thing where it's like, and some people think it's Nestle. It's like, yeah, no, everybody thinks that it's Nestle. And then they interviewed the mayor, and he was like, well, look, they're just buying water from us. I don't see what the big deal is. And she was like, how much how much money do you guys make from this? Like, a year. And he's like, we make around, like, $300,000. And she was like, you know, like, Nestle makes, like, literally millions and millions of dollars of bottling the water that they're stealing from you and then selling it back to you. He's like, and what? He was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I think we're doing great. It's like the stupidest <laughs> Then the mayor went, wait, what? And his hat flew off his head and he bent down and his pants ripped and he slipped on a banana. <laughs> Some goofy idiot who doesn't know he's... Who, who owns Fiji water? Because I remember reading about that where they just like destroyed this like... <laughs> this I mean, village to make their shitty like water in a square bottle that costs eight dollars. Yeah, I mean most of it is probably owned. If I had to guess, by like either Pepsi Coke or, or yeah. Nestle or one of these major food groups. Food groups, you mean? Food corporation. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's owned by carbs. Ah, yes. It's owned by it's carbs. Owned by the, veggie tales. It's owned by <laughs> the main food groups: Coca Cola. <laughs> Nestle, Nestle, and Pepsi. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, so that's. I mean, that's happening in Michigan. I'm sure the situation in South America is way worse. That's insane. Um, (laughs) I did not know about that Michigan town. That's fucked up. Um, what's crazy is there's that town in Michigan where they're just buying, you know gallons and gallons of water and then there's also towns in that state where they're like we cannot drink water like our water catches fire right yeah <laughs> it's so crazy so that's one of the other things that water futures is betting on in terms of the increased scarcity of water is our the american america's crumbling infrastructure which is like a huge problem like flint obviously comes to mind as the town with like the major water crisis that hit but most metropolitan areas across the United States have fucking horrible water infrastructure. Pipes that were laid like 50, 60, 70 fucking years ago and they have not been maintained and are just leaking rust, chemicals, and lead 
into people's water supply? Well, yeah, there was like that winter storm that happened here this year. Like, I didn't have water for fucking 14 days. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, and I know that uh, with when water stops that way, they say you're not, you know, there, there was a boil advisory because. Right. Like, even when you got the water, it was like, well, it's, it's still not good. Like, you shouldn't <laughs> use this water well, there was unless that you're boiling period, it. Like, which... three, four years ago, also here in Austin, where they're just like, yeah, don't drink the water because it's like contaminated. And, like, no one had water, like, running water in Austin for, like, I don't know, five days or something like that. Yeah. And this is, like, a big, like, major city. I don't know if you know this, but we have Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. <laughs> so we're kind of. <laughs> Kind of a big deal. So <laughs> water futures are trading super high in Austin right Probably. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Uh, Elon, Elon I mean, Musk, actually his whole house is just a giant fish tank, and he's like the shape of water guy. He just like <laughs> swims around in his weird fish house. Yeah, I mean, all of these situations are fucking terrible. Like, you know, Flint, Michigan that weird wacky michigan town that sells water to <laughs> to a fucking water company it, yeah it's a very small it's it's weird it's a very small town and then like out in the middle of this field there's like a shack that has a shed and they pump out hundreds of thousands of gallons from this aquifer every day and they ship it out and the town basically gets nothing i mean there's nobody the maintenance on the shed and the water thing is like, I don't know, probably created like five jobs, but I can imagine the mayor pulled <laughs> it as like, this is a job-creating program. Right. Uh, now, that's fucking awful. Now, imagine if your country's constitution had written in it that water is fucking like a private like it's it's a property, so right. like you know people can own it and stuff. It belongs to, to be fair. It belongs to Coca Cola, right? And, yeah, but you can you can have all the Coke you want for free. That's a human right. But right. Water is not. You can have they all the to make the Coke. And if you speak out about it, Coca Cola will send their like death squads to <laughs> black bag you in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I I learned a little bit. Yeah, not too much, but I know that Bolivia. It's not like this anymore, but uh, I think earlier on in this uh, past decade, Bolivia's water was completely privatized, and they actually started fining citizens for uh, setting up uh, contraptions to collect rainwater. Would they find them for... Yeah, yeah. You, you were, like, collecting rainwater to, like, drink or bathe in or whatever, They and yeah. they... City found out about it. They would so make you pay money. So they a were country with extreme poverty. So like, they were treating like someone just being like, "I'm thirsty. I need water." Like the same way you treat someone like stripping copper wiring, right? Like you're yeah. stealing <laughs> property yeah. from. <laughs> it's so crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's like, no, it's just a bucket in front of my house. Like, sorry, going to jail now. Sorry, no buckets. <laughs> no buckets. This is Bolivia, and there's no buckets here. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a huge problem, obviously, in, uh, you know, like you said, South America. I mean, Chile having that in their fucking constitution. Like, yeah. the fact that, like, and the, the crazy thing, too, is, like, you know, that was written, like, 
a while back, and just now they're going to start rewriting the Constitution. So and these that, fights are so important. <laughs> like, it's insane how important they are. And that Constitution wouldn't have gotten rewritten if, you know, the left hadn't won the elections, right? Um. So, or would it still? Well, yeah, so it's still going on, but, like, so the presidential election, I think it's early June that mm-hmm. uh, the election happens, and there's a, a communist running for president. Cool. Uh, his, <laughs> name is Pe- yeah, his name is Pedro Castillo. Uh, he carries a huge pencil, uh, like literally, like just like a huge <laughs> pencil. That's his mascot. He's a teacher. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, th- uh, th- the Constitutional Convention, like apparently what's happening is they had to, I guess, elect delegates to decide who was going to rewrite the Constitution. And a bunch of left people got elected. And these are all, like, no-name people, but they're, like, leftists. And so, potentially, uh, cool stuff to come from that, most likely. I hope I hope so. I hope in that, since Chile is often considered the birthplace of neoliberalism, it can be something better. Yeah, <laughs> known as going into the future. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see what happens, but could be a good thing. So, one of the reasons I really wanted to do uh, this episode about water futures was because one day I was just sitting around and I this video popped up, and I watched it, and it was like a, it was uh, like these two investors, like Wall Street people, talking about how exciting it was that they were going to finally be able to trade in water futures and i was just i was stunned i know i shouldn't be but i was stunned because there's at no point in it that they like mention like yeah but people like need water to live it was just like do they (laughs) it was just like this insane fucking thing and towards the end of the video they're like well this is like a good example of what we can expect in the future and that's when they started talking about like clean air contracts god which is like literally the movie the lorax of like I was putting say, air yeah. in oxygen <laughs> tank selling it back to people the lorax written by famous uh canceled man dr seuss right <laughs> yeah yeah we can't even take in that good message about you know no we get not commodifying essentials what is look I you're think, not though, you're like, not allowed to you're not allowed to like uh like Dr. Seuss for his environmental things. Are we allowed to like his weird anti-Asian Tony Hitchcliffe comedy that he does in his books? Yeah. I think where this comes really into play, I think, is this is not something that we're going to be feeling the effect of in, like, 20, 30 years. I think this is something we're going to feel the effect of immediately in terms of this water market and people's ability to profit off of it. Especially since it is being run in California with more expected droughts and wildfires and shit. I think people are going to see that it's very profitable. And I, the excuse that they're giving is like what I said earlier is that a futures contract is supposed to like manage the prices so it's not subject to market volatility. However, that's like a misnomer because like after that certain contract set is up, the price of water still goes up and down dependent on the market volatility. Right. So nobody's going to enter into a, mar- a contract at a later date at a 
stable price. Right. So the so the up. so once the contract's like up, then the negotiations come in about like the price, right? Yeah. For so the like next contract, selling, right? Yeah. If you were selling like fifty thousand gallons of water, and the you set on a price and the price went up, and like like say you had a hundred thousand gallons of water, you sold fifty thousand in a futures contract, the price went up. You're not gonna sell that remaining fifty thousand. At the price of that first contract, you're mm-hmm. going to sell it at the later, at the higher price. Right. If there wasn't an ability for people to make a profit off of this, and especially wasn't ability for people to profit off of the exchange of these future contracts themselves, obviously it wouldn't exist. I think though, water insecurity in itself is going to be a very immediate thing that we're feeling very shortly. Uh. I saw some statistics that were saying about 2 billion people on the planet right now live in water insecurity. By 2025, which is just like four years away, it's expected that nearly two-thirds of the planet will be water insecure. So the fact that our response to it now is not what like what Chile is probably doing is like, water's a human right. And America's over here going like, yeah, but what if we let <laughs> what if we let Wall Street own the water too? <laughs> Which yeah. is always a good thing to do. It's like, right, it's a human right, but let's like let this famously uh corrupt <laughs> institution like be in charge of it. They'll make sure everyone's taken care of Wall Street, right? Yeah, I mean they're you know, they make sure that, you know, we get kicked out of our homes. <laughs> you know, Wall Street, oh. the the famous yeah. uh, institution that screamed at, like, little kids for <laughs> GameStops. And like, you're not allowed to cheat. We are. <laughs> you can't do it. They would, like, straight up be like, you're not allowed to do the shitty thing we did. You know, Wolf of Wall Street, that movie about that cool, normal guy who's on TikTok <laughs> now, which is bizarre that that guy's not... <laughs> Jordan Belford has a TikTok. It's fucking weird. And he's just like talking about how cool he is. I hate it. But yeah, those type of people are <laughs> going to be in charge of water, which is cool. Which means that there's also like, I'm sure, increased political pressure and an incentive to uh, not upgrade our, in- our infrastructure globally. I right. mean, infrastructure within the country. Because if we have crumbling water pipes, yeah. water's worth more. Yeah, I know that specifically that was, I think, on the table maybe for an infrastructure plan at the federal level. Yeah. So I I could only imagine what kind of lobbyists uh may that- be involved in this or will be involved in this in the future. I'm sure it will be all the tobacco people. Yeah, <laughs> all the was- good people. All the that- oil people. Yeah. All the war people. Yeah. That Raytheon. Of- water by Raytheon. <laughs> <laughs> can't Ooh, wait! I love that. <laughs> can't wait like to buy spikes that. in the water. Yeah, can't you wait die. to. You drink the water, you die. You, you know, grown in this water. You know that weird? <laughs> I sent you guys a picture. The weird, like E forty water. That's like in like that <laughs> looks oh, like yeah, it's yeah. in like a forty bottle. Like the Raytheon ones are just gonna look like they're just gonna look like missiles. They're just gonna be like plastic missiles filled with like water. They're gonna be forty seven ninety five. That's how they're gonna sell their seltzer water. They're gonna say it's like. Tiny, tiny bombs going off in your mouth. Yeah, like drone, Raytheon. drone strike your taste buds with. <laughs> oh no, that's an actual ad. <laughs> Dro- 
an ad for them. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it. Yeah, it's just some guy drinking like their seltzer water, and then it zooms in to like a POV of inside of his mouth, and it's just like little. It's just like little airplanes dropping tiny nukes of flavor. And his taste buds, it says taste buds on it, but just like a village of people like screaming as they're getting like exploded. And then it pans out and the guy's like, ah. Like, bomb water. <laughs> bomb water by Rithia. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. Raytheon, don't steal my idea. Nobody steal my bit. <laughs> Raytheon, don't steal my commercial. Yeah, we're pitching it to you at some point in a, at a later date. Right, we are the Mad Men. <laughs> this is our pitch to you, Raytheon, owners of water. Mongers of war. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was part of Biden's infrastructure thing was obviously uh, replacing all the lead-filled water pipes that we've been drinking from. Um, I'm not exactly sure where that uh, went, but I know that Ted Cruz came out as, like, against it. So I, love, I love drinking lead. <laughs> <laughs> where a guy that abandoned his state <laughs> in the middle of a crisis where everybody lost drinking water for him to then come out and be like we're doing fine is we're doing fine look at me the perfect example of health <laughs> I look I look like a bag of hot dogs in a suit perfectly healthy male <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, also with with water scarcity becoming a, a, an issue, uh, upgrading our infrastructure would obviously help with that because right now we lose about a sixth of all of our drinking water through leaking pipes. That's good. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to fix them. That's fine. Well, if Which we makes me also think about the oil pipes that they're like they never leak. It's like <laughs> fucker. Our water pipes literally have never not leaked. They're always leaking. To be fair, if we fix the leaky pipes, how are the Ninja Turtles going to get their water? Dummy. It drips down from the pipes into the sewers where the Ninja Turtles collect it in buckets. <laughs> oh no. So, don't fix the pipes unless you want the Ninja Turtles to be dehydrated. Well, I gotta be honest. I don't give a fuck about the Ninja Turtles. Oh I, shit! I really I'm sorry. This is a I really official don't. stance I re- on yeah. the pod. I really don't either. Fuck them. Fix the pipes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, uh, one aspect of our crumbling infrastructure and the water leaking and everything is that everybody's water bill is also more expensive. And I was doing some research into, I was trying to find out what the cost of water was and what the projected costs were for certain cities like Austin. And I found in Austin, uh, as uh, by 2030, they expect 84% of low-income residents to have unaffordable water bills. And for almost... uh, one in four, the cost of water to exceed 12% of your income. Uh, this would mean, like, if you're making $20,000 a year, you're paying $2,400 a year for water. Man, I'm so glad I chose to live here. <laughs> so I'm so glad this is where I chose to make my home, build my life. And I was looking, too, at, like, so this was a thing from 2018. So in 2018... Uh, their estimated population for Austin, which I think is probably off, is like 943,000 people. 
the percentage of residents who live uh, 200% below or 200% of the federal poverty line was 31%. And then I was like, okay, so what's the federal poverty line? And then I found out how shitty our government is at also keeping track of what they consider to be poor. Because <laughs> the federal poverty line has not been updated in like 60 years. Cool. And the only thing that they take into account is the let me see it is cons it doesn't take into account their cost of housing it does not take into account the cost of transportation it does not take into the account uh the cost of child care or medical bills it only takes in to account the groceries that you buy and how many people live in your household okay so this census they're just counted like sexless immobile lumps that just like eat food all day. Yeah. That <laughs> like but, but these people don't, don't go anywhere, they don't reproduce, they just like eat. <laughs> but worse well, than that cuz they don't take into the account the cost of living. They don't take into account how much you're paying in rent. Okay. <laughs> so just how much you eat and then like how many people are around your body. <laughs> What is that even? So the federal poverty line in the United States officially is $12,760. So for right. Austin residents living 200% above the federal poverty line, they are making about $24,000, which is poor. That's right. not a lot of money. Yeah. Especially in Austin. Yeah. yeah so home you, of Joe Rogan. You don't. 31% yeah. of Austin in 2018 at least, was making around $24,000 or less. Hmm. Seems like it all adds up. <laughs> the I bill mean... increase in your water costs from 2010 to 2018 uh, in Austin went up 154%. <laughs> okay. That rocks. I'm pumped to hear all of this. This is really making me happy. This is a good thing to do right before I have to go to bed, is hear about all this. Thank you. And <laughs> I'm glad we I record also... this podcast at 11.30 at night so I can just, like, lay up at <laughs> night worrying that, like, like I'm not, never going to have water again. Hey, you better start collecting, dude. It's going to be... I mean, the water futures are going to be through the roof, gonna, so... Yeah, I'm going to collect water, like, Records and just like jars, like Howard Hughes's piss, <laughs> just fucking jars of water on my shelf. Like, <laughs> don't touch that. That's for. It's so, my water futures. This is my investment. <laughs> I also looked at Seattle. It was not as bad as Austin in terms of uh, those percentages, uh, but they were still expecting around like seven to ten percent of people to have unaffordable water bills by twenty thirty. Two hundred percent, or no. Uh, 23% of Seattle residents in 2018 lived 200% above the poverty line. So, which I can't even imagine because in Seattle, <laughs> like a one bedroom, we were literally looking at a studio apartment downtown Seattle, and they're like, you can buy this studio apartment for $720,000. So, I don't know how anybody in Seattle is. Yeah, that's how it, that's how it is here too like i've been looking at houses and it's like you can get this one bedroom no turlet house <laughs> for 37 million dollars and it's like no and then you check and someone bought it for 
eight billion dollars over asking price. It's uh, those are real numbers, by the way. Not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, I we once looked at a house like over on the east side, but it was like this area that you know everyone's like, oh well, development's gonna be coming in. You know, the pearls just down the road. Uh, this place like was falling apart, and it was. Uh, worth more than the home we're in right now. So, uh, yeah. fucking nuts. Uh, it, it seems like we have a good future ahead of us. It seems like everyone's gonna have water and everyone's gonna, you know, have affordable housing and we're not gonna get murdered by Blackwater Pepsi. Black cherry. <laughs> I've heard of Black Cherry <laughs> Pepsi, but Blackwater Pepsi. Ay ay ay. That's my new bit. Oh fuck! What if they privatize water and they just sell it back to us and like paint it black for no reason at all? They that we just see water as just that's like, what that Rolling Stone song is about. Paint it black. It's about oh shit! It's about water. Yeah, that's Mick Jagger's plan the whole time. He's like, buy all the water, sell it back to people, paint it black. <laughs> <laughs> So I just have a couple more points to go over uh, the federal poverty line thing got me because I was like, okay, so what would the federal poverty line for a family of four is $26,500. That's for a family of four? Yeah. So, and that's what they would make annually. So 200% above the poverty line or 200% of the poverty line, which was what all these like metrics were taking were counting would still just be $53,000. Okay, for a family of four. For a family of four. So that's assuming, like, when you say family of four, that's assuming that there's only two people that can make an income, right? Because the others are dependent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Could be three dependent. Right, but either way, not all four people. Also, four people in a household shouldn't have to work to, you know, live in. Yeah. (laughs) Some people should just get to chill. Like the kids. The kids shouldn't have to work. Right. <laughs> kids shouldn't have to worry about a shift at McDonald's. Yeah. They should be like painting or playing Xbox 360. I, I I just was like, okay, so like, I'm sure that this federal poverty level takes a huge part in like our discourse, or at least our politicians' discourse around like the, the affordability of things and housing and things like that. So I think of like these motherfuckers, like not taking literally. They only take into account how much you eat and how many people are around you, and like not the cost of living of the city. And these people like are honestly like, oh yeah, if you're making like, if you're a family of four in Austin and you're making fifty three thousand dollars a year, you're fine. You can afford like a a fucking mansion or some shit. Yep, that's why I live in a mansion. That's why, um, you know, no one's having kids. Right, because the world's going sterile. Everyone's going sterile. Everyone's going sterile. Tucker Carlson's very worried about that, too. Everyone's going going sterile from the Raytheon water. And uh, (laughs) also, it's fine because we don't want to have kids because the world is too good. Yeah. We want to save how good the world is for us. We don't want to. I don't want to share it. Yeah, they don't want to yeah. reap the benefit. We don't want children to reap the benefits of the awesome world we created. Everything is great. <laughs> the water, the water is black now. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's just gasoline. We're transformers now. We're all yeah. we're all evolving into 
Toyota Camry that can turn into a robot. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> tight, tight, tight. So, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons that, obviously, too, that uh, our legislators are against uh, improving our infrastructure is because, like everything in America, there's a push to privatization. So there's that, too. And not only do they want to trade on water futures, they want uh, like private companies to provide you your water and private companies to build the infrastructure for your water. What could go wrong? Which is always my favorite thing is that how big of a grift America is in terms of how that specifically works in terms of infrastructure that gets contracted out to these companies. I like to think about the fucking wall and how much fucking money got spent <laughs> on that thing. And these contractors that made out, like, fucking made bank and built, like, uh, I don't even know. They built, like, a mile of wall, right? Like that's Well, and there were <laughs> even those, like, freaks that were, like, grifting for th- that, like, hypothetically believed the wall was a good idea, and they were just, like, robbing people. They're like, yeah, give money to my GoFundMe. It's for the wall, see? And they were just, like, buying PlayStations and Teslas with the money. Everything's yeah. everything's a con. America's Ocean's Eleven, the country. We're all just like ripping each other off, like weird elaborate yeah. heists. That's all it is. Uh, yeah. So, but there's sorry before you finish. But it's better than living in socialism or communism because those. Nope, how many people wrong. have? How many people have? Wrong, how many people you have died? How many people have died under communism? I would rather live in capitalism where I get 37 calls a day from a robot telling me my car my car warranty is uh, out of date <laughs> than live under communism <laughs> where people oh. die sometimes. Travis, I don't think you understand. We now not only live in the world where you get 37 calls about uh, a fake thing. You know, your car warranty being expired. I saw a commercial on Hulu that was literally about the fucking calls that everyone's getting about their car warranty. So that oh, that's man. the world we currently live in. That's And I I heard on the radio about the ads that are about the call. So <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Oh. Rush Limbaugh's uh ghost came back and told me about it. <laughs> Oh shit. Wait, what? Who's filling it? Dan Bongino? Is he the new Rush Limbaugh? Yeah. We'll do an episode yeah. on him. Maybe. He's been anointed. All right. Ugh, imagine being anointed to be a guy that has a gross, sissy fucking asshole. Oh. Remember that when we talked about that? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's get back on track and wrap this bad okay. boy up. Yeah, I've not forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. So yeah, so there's going to be... Uh, there's There's obviously a push to privatize everything in this country and a lot of that has to i think it's obviously going to come to our infrastructure as well uh rather than i'm sure as negotiations happen over this infrastructure bill that's probably not going to go anywhere the republican alternative that we're all going to be stuck with is going to be uh a very small in scope uh grift for somebody to build like pipes out of paper or more lead uh, I also learned that in the 
early 19th century, a lot of the United States water was privatized, and it had the most predictable outcomes that I think everybody could see coming, in that it was like, it became a problem because only rich people could get water. Right. Like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, there were uh, a lot of issues to it. Like more recently, the city of Atlanta in 1999 entered a 20 year contract with United Water Resources to run its drinking water system. And in 2003, everybody complained that the water was brown. <laughs> and Holy shit, dude. They look, got out of the contract. Look, stop complaining. You're getting free Pepsi Cola from the pipes. <laughs> You ungrateful idiots. <laughs> and then in Detroit, Detroit public officials were indicted for illegally steering public contracts to specific companies. Uh, these companies, uh, same sort of thing. They were price gouging people. There was a lot of people in Detroit that ended up being delinquent on their water bills. And the city of uh, Detroit just started shutting off people's water by the thousands. There was it was such a problem that a bunch of citizens from Detroit uh, actually banded together. There was something called the Blue Planet Project. They filed a submission uh, to the United Nations. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> about <laughs> about Detroit shutting off uh, all their drinking water. Still better and than living in communism. So right. what's funny was I was as I was reading. Um, as I got into a little bit of the research about uh, water privatization in general, there was like, here's the pros, here's the cons. And literally all the examples of where it happened, it was the same story. Uh, uh, they came in, did a shit job, everybody's water turned brown, people got sick, they died, they had to go to the United Nations, and yeah. So it's it's never, never worked. Cool. And I think like uh water futures is just a nice like cap on it. Right. God, we're living in some weird like Mr. Burns Halver Hoven <laughs> nightmare world. There's just like we're all gonna be dying of lead poisoning like Ted Cruz is like drinking from a trough full of like <laughs> Fiji water. This was a fun episode, Kenny. Thank you for this <laughs> very light subject that you brought up about. Um, is that all you got? That, yeah, that's basically it. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to drinking. There's things you could do. Uh, I would definitely recommend, you know, I think getting involved locally is the best thing that you can do, making sure that your local municipalities are not entering into any of these like shitty contracts and getting involved with local politics is the best way to do it. Uh, I don't think the infrastructure plan is going anywhere. I could be wrong about that, but uh, I think we're going to be drinking from lead-covered pipes for a while still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but to that, to that point, definitely good to be involved in local politics. Uh, I know that, you know, in San Antonio... Uh, there was a petition to uh, recall saws and CPS um, and basically make sure that those, you know, public utilities, uh, you know, actually work and function for the people and are not out to just uh, 
I don't know, sign off their rights over to fucking Pepsi Cola or something. Um, not good. Uh, not good stuff. But um, uh, there's also campaigns, uh, that you can support. Like if you're in San Antonio, you should vote for Cherry Castillo and Jalen McKee Rodriguez because they are not, um, capitalists. Hmm. And huh? I say if you're in Seattle, you should not support the recall effort of Kashama Sawant. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, you should vote for Nikita Oliver. And uh, you shouldn't vote for uh, Colleen Echohawk for mayor and not vote for Denny Durkin. And look, if you're in Austin, you could just go to any venue Tony Hitchcliffe is performing comedy <laughs> at and laugh. And don't worry about it. Don't worry about what's going on. Um, yeah, I think that's the episode. Um, we have a Facebook you can follow us at. SpinDuckPod. We have an email. SpinDuckPod <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> I got confused on the things. All of our handles are the same. You can find us on any of these fucking things if you want to. I don't know. Hello, everybody. This is an original song I wrote not, not long ago.